Okay, good evening everybody. We're just talking about Mincha Mara with Minyan. Uh, so we can actually go back to what we're doing from last week. Just, just a thought, literally right before this class at Hat came to me. You know, we've been talking so long about our, the importance of our tefillahs. And, um, you know, obviously on, if we get close to the safer, we've been doing it for over a year. Um, about our daily tefillahs and how every day of our lives and the realities of that are, I just can tell you right now from, from, I have, I'm involved in many decisions communally right now, which are in the school, which, you know, affects lots of people. Uh, there's like a funding issue with the government, whatever, and like other stuff. And like, just you realize like every day, like the possibilities of, of what could happen are, are, are immense. And, and, and that's on, a, on our own life and the lives that we're, we're impacting or affecting our families. But certainly since October 7th, I, I told my wife the other day, I literally feel like the Yom Minarayim have not ended for me. <laughs> not for the Jewish people. It's like we're right from Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Shukah, Shemini Atzeres, and then right into this situation in Eretz Yisrael, and America, and the world. It's like I feel like we're still in Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. It has not ended. And I was just thinking, a little way before this, this year, you know, it's a ceasefire, but it lasts another... Two two days a day, you know. Um, there are people, of course, who are gonna, you know. I I say, why in the world would Hamas do that? What, you know, of course, I'm happy to get these people. Besides, they're prisoners and some tangible gain they want to show. I, I I imagine they're hoping that this ceasefire for them stays. <laughs> that way, they stay in power and they can do this again. Chassam. So for us, the ceasefire has to end as soon as these people get out, get out because they they they're, they're Nazis. They're not. They're, they're ideological Nazis. They're not going to to rest until uh, that's their that's their worldview, and they say it. They're not ashamed to say it. You know, they they mean what they say, and they, they will try to kill us. I just I'm reading this book. I don't know if anyone's ever read this book by Leonard Wolf. I don't remember book. Nineteen sixty nine. It's called The Passion of Israel. I mean, in the basic East of Ethnic Kalim Torah. Fascinating book. I, this book. Somebody, you know, in the old days in Amakad, people would like drop off like mass amounts of books. <laughs> Someone would die, drop off like mass amounts of books. This book was one of those mass amounts of books that I never put in the shelf. It was either going to the garbage or into my, 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 my uh, you know, hidden reading. <laughs> so this book is one of them. It's Leonard Wolf. It was a San Francisco liberal who went to Israel for like about a year and, um, he went, went to Israel for about a year and interviewed all kinds of Menachem Begim, Goldemir, but all, all Amcha, and he, all kinds of people. And I remember just this week, I'm reading, he read an Arab, who, you know, who talks about Israel and this and that, and he's Arab, it's 1969, and, um, you know, it's this interviewer who's a lib, and his daughter's actually a very famous um, feminist, her name is Naomi Wolf, she's no, she's very anti-Israel, lives in Toronto. A very famous person, uh, or infamous. So in this book, this Arab, the interviews this Arab, and the Arab, sa- he, the Arab says, you know, he's pro-peace and he wants Israel to exist, and he doesn't even want a Palestinian state. And he says, what would ever happen if the Arabs won? Or if the Arabs would, would beat Israel, they would massacre every Jew. Don't think they wouldn't. <laughs> he's, don't think if they would get into Israel, they would massacre every single Jew. And so the, the author says to him, well, where do you, how do you know that? He says, because every opportunity they've had, whether it's in Hebron, 
or any time else they conquered it and they had a free, if they had a free hand, that's what they do it. Don't think they won't. He says, they mean what they say. When they say from the river to the sea, this is 1969, right? 1969! They mean it! And if river doesn't see, doesn't mean we'll come in and we'll let you live, you know, under our, our, our dominion. It means we will kill you. So we, you know, obviously, um, the ceasefire, but I was thinking myself, like, the ceasefire for us, you know, at some level, it's giving up mamash, you know, murderers or attempted murderers, really, and people who hate us and they're going on to the streets of Jerusalem, by the way. Some of them were released to East Jerusalem. But, but at the same time, we're seeing dozens of kids, mothers, fathers come home, be reunited, and miraculously, some of these people could have been killed. So I, I just, my, my thought right before this class was, Arts Philos, you know, Mirzashem, right after, next day or two, they're going to go back and kill these murderers, and Hashem should watch over the soldiers, and Hashem should watch over the public opinion, and we'll do what we have to do. <laughs> Actually, in that book, Golden Mirror, this liberal Golden Mirror says basically, you know, he asked her, what if the United States would pull back their support in 1969? She was the Prime Minister of Israel at the time. He said, she said, if the, Prime Minister, if the United States would pull back their support, we would still have to do what we do. Ultimately, we depend on ourselves. Right? We depend on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And what I was just thinking is that these people, these soldiers, who were, these hostages, who were literally in the belly of Hamas. So, you know, I, I saw about four or five top government officials say, you know why they were saved? You know why these hostages were saved? I'm sure you've all read this or seen this. Because we went in militarily and we forced Hamas, we forced Hamas to give back these hostages. They would never have negotiated but for the fact that we, they, were, they, they were being destroyed and they wanted to stop that. That it was our efforts of destroying them and pummeling them that caused these hostage, this hostage release. And I believe there's obviously, on a, on a physical level, a level of truth to that, but on a, another level, I believe that your tefillahs and my tefillahs and the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Jews who've been davening since October 7th for these hostages, that's why they got out. And it could have been because of you, Mrs. Fagan, that your tefillahs saved some of these hostages. Because the fact that they got out, these children and that, it's a mate, it's an ace, forgetting the Israeli army went in there and bashed them, right, they could have been easily killed. And every hostage that got out, and is, will Mir Tashem get out in the next couple of days, will be because of people's tefillahs. And, and obviously, the army had to go in, or whatever. It's, but I just, again, like we don't appreciate our davening enough. Every human, every one of these people who lived, who got out, of, of literally got out, was because of tefillah. And, and, and it wasn't that October 7th, over for 50 days, people davening and the mouth of Chusim and people crying and saying to heal him. Not just for the soldiers, not just for Israel, but for these hostages. So, I'm, I, you know, really somebody should say, our tefillahs, not the Israeli army. Of course the Israeli army, we give a, I'm not taking away any credit from them. But don't think it's not your tefillahs, my tefillahs, and everyone's davening that these people are saved. <laughs> and, and, and they could have been slaughtered, uh, it, it, you know, in the process. Uh, so again, I just want to reiterate: don't think that what we're doing right now is not critical. And the next couple of days for these hostages, or when they go back to work, um, or whatever is going to be the outcome, our davening 
is all important and makes a difference. And it's not an option. We have to, you know, we can't lose focus right now. Some people, it's like burnout. You get used to saying extra to Helen, or you already did it. You know, I'm just telling you, even psychologically, for the Americans or for the outside people who now had a pause in the war or the ceasefire, like, who in the world wants to hear going back to war against Hamas? Right? But, but, but they need to. And, and our davening has not less importance, it's just as important uh, in the days ahead. And, and I think, you know, I, th- I think that, you know, that, you know, I don't know what I'm saying, I think. I truly believe, believe Shalom, that, that uh, many of these hostages were saved, uh, not all of them, I should say, because of Tfilon. Now, of course, they had to have negotiations, they had to have the army, but that they were saved was because of Tfilon. And because of your Tfilon and my Tfilon, many people. So just stress that, because again, I, I was bothered, not, just like I want these government ministers to say, Be'ez Hashem and Mirz Hashem. I thought the Israeli army went in, and that's why they, they negotiated. And it's true. But it's also true because of, of, of David. Imagine a Gvir, a wealthy person. You would go up and say, I, this, I made money because I'm a brilliant business person. <laughs> I made money because I made a great deal. So you made money because Hashem let you make money. You know, of course, Hashem made you a cleave for good business. Right? All success comes from this. And, 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 and certainly, you know, Hanukkah, as we get close to Hanukkah, the Bach brings down, the Shukran brings down, that the reason the whole thing of Hanukkah came is because the Jewish people were weak in their service of Hashem, and the, the story of Hanukkah had to force us to strengthen our faith. Of HaKadosh Baruch Hu put us in a situation on Shemini Atzeres. If there is Hamas, certainly he wants us to be Chazik and our Torah and our Tzvilo, and it's important to realize that when good things happen, or it needs to happen, it's because of our Torah Tzvilo. We need a lot to a lot more of that. Um, and Tadav, and not only considered for the soldiers, for the Jews of Israel, Jews of America, um, choose the world, uh, but but to realize the importance of what we're doing. Okay, on that thought, I'm going to finish what we're doing last week and and go further with one more one more topic. We mentioned last week a tremendous lady. You heard last week's share? Did you go back and listen to it? You got to you got to go back. It's very important. We're we're going to get the tail end uh, today. Um, but uh, we're talking about Sarashkin and this concept, which, which I elaborated at, at length last year, uh, last week about Sarah HaShchina, the pain of Hashem. And what we discussed last week, how is it possible that Hashem could feel the pain of individuals and certainly the pain of, of Kalal Yisrael? And that really the higher level, now we, I, we you know, as, as I elaborated upon last week, of course, we see tragedies or difficulties. We're watching what's going on, for example, in Eretz Yisrael. We have to dive in for it to go away because we feel the pain of the individual suffering. But the higher level would actually, we dive in to, to go away because at, even for people, even though we can't understand, at some level in Shemayim, it's good for them eternally or for the Jewish people, it's colossally. But we dive in, Hashem has pain. And the high level, is the, the, the pain of Hashem is even more acute, so to speak. And we said, how in the world are we supposed to feel that Hashem has pain? Hashem is ain't He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. The, 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 he's perfect in all ways. What does it mean that Hashem feels the pain of individuals and ourselves? And we just said at some level, and again, we're not going to elaborate this week, uh, um, again, the concept, as I said last week, is, 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 is beyond, to an extent, our comprehension, but the greatness of Hashem is that He is omnipotent, and He's still, right? The when you find the greatness and the awesomeness of Hashem, it's also his humility that he's even able, so to speak, 
to feel the pain, not, not our emotional pain, but a, a, a spiritual pain for the Jewish people, whatever that means, however we can uh, we don't carefully grasp that. And to, to limit Hashem and say Hashem can't feel that, so to speak. Hashem can't connect that. It's actually to, is a level of kefira, as actual level of limiting Hashem. So on that topic, which we talked about last week, just to finish up, Umiata, Kasharayim Medivri Chazal, when our sages say the idea of Tsar Shechina, that the pain of Hashem, so to speak, Shekavayacha Shechina, Kedoshim Iskolos Ba'afar, when the Jewish people are Bitsar, when we're in pain, so to speak, the Shechina, which is the lowest level of Hashem's presence, which gets to this world, it's the, it's the Malchus, it's the Asiya, it's in this world, Hashem, the, the presence of Hashem in this world is, so to speak, rolling in the dust, in pain, so to speak. The mom, mom Kavlano, said, why should not be, if we gave that whole muscle, that whole parable of our Father who gives us so, so much every second and redeems us and helps us, and our Father's in pain, it pains us. So you see your Father who you love, who just saved you, who just nurtured you and sustained you, and your father's in pain, or your best friend, your wife, your husband is suffering in pain, it bothers you. Well, Hashem is our ultimate father who takes care of us, who loves us, who sustains us, who is, so to speak, in pain, it should pain us. That's the idea of Tzara Hashem, which is a, cha- a challenging thing, as, as we discussed last week, to fully, to fully grasp that Hashem is, so to speak, in pain. Why should that pain us? It can't be! Oh, yeah, Hashem's in pain. Right? If Hashem could be, uh, is it possible that Hashem um, could, uh, could be, uh, could take the whole world and throw it up to, to heaven? Uh, Hashem could move the whole world. So the answer is, of course, Hashem could do everything He wants with planet Earth. If He wants, He can move it to the coast and far from Hashem and then he's like he can do whatever he wants to the world Hashem can move the earth we can move, be burned to the crisp in a second uh, Hashem moves close to the sun just a little bit by the way not, that, not too far where the earth is perfectly situated, situated for us Hashem can move the earth just a bissel just a little bit and burn Hashem can move the earth far away and we can become ice cubes Hashem can do whatever he wants in the world so Hashem could make it, make, uh, make it that he interacts with the world where he feels the pain of Jews, and he feels the pain of the, of the Chilo Hashem in this world. Um, and that's what he does. Hashem's will is that when Jews are suffering, he, so to speak, suffers. And when, when Kalal Yisrael is, is a Chilo Hashem, is a Chorban, Hashem suffers. You have to, if Hashem, if we have a Messiah that the Tzara Shkina, we have to know that there is real Tzara Shkina. And that is not a limitation on God's greatness, that is the, the definition of God's greatness. That Hashem could do what He wants, and He created the reality of the world that He, so to speak, has pain when we're in pain. This is a very big concept. I am with you. I am with you in your pain. When Hashem, when we were in Mitzrayim suffering, Hashem was in pain. And when we suffer in the house, Hashem is in pain. And today, Hashem is in pain with us. Um, um, for your Yeshua. Right? We say, for your Yeshua, Hashem, I have, I have hope. We always say, for us, it's for Hashem's Yeshua. Because when we're in pain, Hashem's in pain. That is the definition of omnipotence. Does Hashem really literally roll in the dust? Obviously not physically. Hashem is not material. Right? 
and therefore you have to know that if Hashem's if our Messiah Hashem so to speak is in pain, then then that's what it means. Hashem is in pain, and that is His greatness. Mrs. Tacker, you have to put yourself on mute. I'm not not the way I can do it. I'm sorry. Let's try putting on mute. Um, shit. Venimsa, I'm happy on though. Venimsa shayisoid liknois hergish zeshel tsar hashchina bekoyecha. We need to feel this tsar b'shchina. It koyecha mino shaydio muna atoyma shemasha no oymish kash barchom etzdar. We know that Hashem is in pain, right? If there's a if there's a chorban, Hashem is in pain. There's destruction. It's not to, because it's not against like just he's just reading it. it's not against uh, that Hashem is It's not because Hashem is lacking. It's because Hashem is perfect. That that but that's the Masha Shemusis Baruch Kolkak Galavanera. Shedavazet, he's just reiterating this point, is a, is it? And the reason he's saying this is because it's hard for us to grasp. And when we're davening, you know, we're davening right now, the Chil Hashem in the world, first of all, the pain of so many Jews of Israel. If you just stop and think, you know, how many Jews in Israel are in pain right now? How many hundreds of thousands of people? Think about ourselves for a second, just, just for an exercise. If we were uprooted from our homes, whether it's in Chicago or Los Gatos or in, or, or in San Jose or in, or in San Antonio or in Texas or New York, wherever, and you had to leave your house and you couldn't even go to your house and you're living in a hotel and you have, most of your stuff are not with you. And now you, you lost your job, hundreds of thousands of people, right? Or you have relatives missing or you're one of the millions of people who have relatives, it is all relatives who are on the front line and every single day you don't know if your relative is going to live or die, okay? Millions of Jews right now in Israel have relatives there, and every day they don't know. There's hundreds of thousands of soldiers there. That means millions of Jews have relatives on the, who are there. They do not know if their brother, their son, their daughter, right, their cousin is, or their father is going to live in another day. Nothing less than that. They don't. Do you know what that feeling is? That you, do you know when you're, you have an 18, 19 year old relative. 20-year-old relative, you don't know if they'll live another day. And if you're on that line, you don't know if you'll live another day. And if uh, and for other people, they're walking around Israel with guns because they don't know if someone's going to attack them. Or if they're, if they're not, if they're older and they're working or whatever, there's missile warnings that are going on. And you can't sleep through the night. And if you look at the news, by the way, not only from Ireland, <laughs> or crazy places like that, which they can't say a straight sentence about, of, of truth about Eretz Yisrael, but even other places, people don't understand what Hamas is, right? Do you know the pain of millions of Jews of Israel? And in America, you know, I, 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 the college students, high school students, people who are scared, people of, you know, whatever, are disappointed. The, the, the amount of pain right now, the amount of people that 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 are even who are weaker Jews who are hiding their Judaism actually has been a an uptick for many people in their Judaism. People who are more connected, it's actually it's his service. I mentioned that I, people call me that have not connected to Shul for for their years intermarried Jews who had no reunited. But for many of these other Jews, they they are hiding their Judaism. <laughs> you know, it's had both effects. 
Do you know what the Chil Hashem in the world is today? They claw you so the most Jewish, the Jewish people, right? We can't even defend ourselves from murderers, from Nazis, right? Do these marches for, that they can be tolerated at any level. It's, it's, the, it's tremendous Chil Hashem. So you think about that, the pain of so many millions of Jews, you daven differently. Now put that all Baruch Hu is, is, is the ultimate father. Every father, every mother, they see their child suffering. But Hashem actually feels it like his pain. You know, a father and mother, feel like they feel their child's pain. Hashem feels it like his pain. The, the Tzara Shechina Kaviyacho, whatever the, <laughs> we can understand what that means, um, is immense right now. And we're davening. I, I daven, the Chil Hashem bothers me to no end right now. They talk about the Jewish people that way. They talk about Torah that way. Right? It should bother us. And we're, part of our davening is that the Tzara Shechina should do and there's a famous Shlach, Shlach Kaddish, by the way, of course, the great uh, Shaya Horowitz, the great Halachic Kabbalist who wrote the Shlach, I think I mentioned previously, was probably the most responsible, one of the most responsible people for spreading the, the, the Kabbalah, the Arizal, all over Europe. Uh, the Shlach, of course, was famous in the realm of Frankfurt, later in Jerusalem. Shalayim, Shnei is a classic work. Uh, and he writes in Meseches Shavuos, a letter of Shlomo Alkabetz, Shlomo Alkavetz, of course, um, you know, was one of the famous uh, uh and We know him because he wrote the Chodadeh, the Chodadeh, the Chodadeh, right? Uh, and other works, and he was a student of uh, Rizal, <coughs> the contemporary of uh, the base Yosef. Um, he brought down the story of the base Yosef, Yosef Karo, when they stayed up a whole extra night of, uh, of Shavuos, um, and they, they, they actually heard a divine voice, right? They bring down that Rabbi Yosef Cairo, the Shlomo Alkabetz. So the Shlomo was a few decades later, and he was connected to that, to that, the, that Kabbalistic world. Uh, you know, he, he was a younger contemporary, actually, of them. And it said that when, the, when they heard this divine voice, when it said to the followers, if you would know how much myriads, thousands and myriads of pain that I'm, I am in every second because of the suffering of the Jewish people. By the way, when the Beis Yosef, when the, when the Beis Yosef stayed up that night, it was the, the, the peak time of the Spanish Inquisition. Right? There were, there were Jews in Spain, hundreds of thousands of Jews in Spain who, whose Judaism was destroyed eternally. That's what the Spanish Inquisition is, was. The Spanish Inquisition ripped Jews, hundreds of thousands of Jews, forcibly made them Catholics. Not just in Spain, in the New World, all around the New World, forcibly took children away in Portugal from their parents, baptized them. And, and, and that was that, that, that period. And it followed, the Inquisition followed to, to Genoa, to parts of Italy, other parts of the, of the Habsburg Empire. Charles V was, of course, he ruled over Spain eventually and uh, the Habsburg Empire. Right? The, 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 the Jews were suffering all around the world, essentially, at that time. Poland was actually one exception to the rule at that time. Um, but the Tsar Shechina was immense. He said, you would know the pain that I'm in. The Beis was destroyed. Right? You would have no bit of joy in your life. And Hashem said to them, because of you Jewish people, I'm in the dirt. 
It's not, I'm suffering because you're suffering. And you, of course, Hashem's suffering because of our own sins. We would have been redeemed. We would have had Kula. Therefore, he tells Shlomo Alkabet, the Beis Yosef, and all these, that was a generation, that, those people was a, was a great light in a world of a lot of darkness. Learn, you realize you're, you're bringing chesed into the world. And your Torah was pleasant, but the point, the point of the Shlav bringing the story down is that Hashem has tremendous pain. If, if there's pain in general, there's a lot of pain right now. You know, you know, I don't know, I can't speak for you or for I, most of us, it's hard for us to truly feel it. I can tell you, I, unless I really think about it, I, you know, I, you do not feel it. it you, you cannot imagine what it means to be up, I remember when I, when I was a kid, a hurricane Andrew came to Miami Beach. Miami. I remember Hurricane Andrew. It was one of the clobbering hurricanes. This is 30 plus years ago. A kid. I was, I was a late teenager. You know, I remember people lo- they were losing their houses, a few people, uprooted. It was like a whole big thing. These people don't know if they're going to see their houses again. I'm saying these so many people every day, do you know what that means? That every day they don't know if their son or father will come home. And for many of these people they haven't seen relatives for weeks. People lost their jobs, ain't coming back. If you're in tourism in Israel, there's no tourism there now, right? Yet a lot of these jobs were, were lost. People lost relatives. Do you know what it means? That children being kidnapped, relatives. I mean, if you're, I, I would be, if I would be living in London right now, I don't know what I would do. I, I, you know, I, I don't think my whole life I've ever taken on my, my, my black hat or, or yarmulke out of fear. But I'd be scared walking around parts of London right now. <laughs> Those pictures don't look too pretty. Those signs, they, 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 don't, they look scary to me. I'm not a scared person. We're a large Sarshkino right now. We, only we, we have to be davening. Uh, you know, I'm just harping on this because we're in living in a period. It's just a very, very terrible period for the Jewish people. And, and, and if it's terrible for the Jews, all Akans come up a kamu should be davening for the name of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. You know, we've seen many the past few weeks as challenging as it could be. It could have been Mederek Hateva, much, much worse. I have no, I have no doubt that our tefillahs have had a tremendous effect. Again, every hash that got out of Gaza is a nace. Is a miracle, right? These 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 people are our worst bitter enemies. That what they did when they had a free hand to rape and massacre is what they want to do. I don't need to read an Arab in nineteen sixty nine in the Passion of Israel saying that. We know that's true. They say it themselves. So we I just to stress, you know, when we're davening, we have to feel the pain of our Jewish brothers and sisters, and we certainly have to feel the high levels to feel the pain of Hashem. And, it's, and the pain of Hashem, the chilah of Hashem, the world to daven, that should go, that should go away. Okay, the other point, that was the finish from last week. The other point I want to just do tonight. Now, Mispar, we have said Gadol v'nachotz. There's a said Gadol v'nachotz. Sorry about that. Um, Mahavi Klaus, I understand one thing, important thing, this is an amazing thing. We stand in front of Hashem Kaviyachol. We put him like we say like we speak to Hashem like one on one. We're talking directly. Baruch Ata, blessed are you, Hashem. Or Hashem, we just like you know, we talk direct. It's a double move for Moed. 
right? We just talk. We just talk. Chashbarach We we don't came in again. We're finite, physical, lowly people. I'm not saying that we're Jew. We're hiding the shamas, but we're lowly people. Right, we can't we can't even grasp what it means omnipotence Hashem. My Sheikh Adam Yifna, like a buddy. I remember I remember actually, um I'm not trying to get political here, but he supposedly the first time Bibi Netanyahu met Obama, he didn't call him President Obama, he called him Obama. Or Barack. He called him Barack. Like the Bibi Netanyahu wanted to have a court Barack Obama, who, who was and is, you know, who are you? Austin, besides, he's not our friend. He's really not our friend. I don't think I wouldn't call him an arch enemy. He's not our friend, though. Uh, you know, he was a terrible president for the Jewish people and Israel in particular. Um, again, I don't, he's not anti-Semitic. He just was a bad. His ideas and who he was is bad. Um, so he, he, he hated it. No, it, but but the first meeting he called him Barack. And then all the press was, Obama did not like that. Who is he? To, I'm the President of the United States. You don't call me Barack. You know, Matt, we kind of, we go to Hashem like, hey, Hashem! You know, like, we're uno on uno! No problem! You just go, Hashem! Like, wait, what? You human thing. You know, we're not buddies. Don't talk to me. No, Hashem is, is so far, we're so low, low, you know, it's okay, like, you know, it's not even third person over here. You know, I, I've been to certain Gedolim, you know, uh, you know to, I'm going to go to Al-Yashiv. Yeah, I might call my first name. I didn't see him directly. It's within the third person. This is ask the Rav a question. Ask the Shiva a question. You know, I, I didn't say, certain call first name. Or, I spoke third person out of respect. Don't think words just because we understand in, in, in reality we speak we're standing directly to Hashem. Right? One level Hashem is so above anything with it, um, uh, so far above. Um, that you know, of course Hashem is a nippet, we relate at some level. No. Oh, we have no comprehension at any level of what omnipotence of Ain Soif of never ending what Hashem Baruch is. So how do we have like we are we are in the beginning of the beginning of understanding of, of, of Hashem's greatness of, of Hashem of, of the you know um, we know we have certain concepts but just like, like it's not who are we <laughs> Hashem or Ata you Hashem you know, um, doesn't even. You know, are stronger in our requests, and we speak directly. We speak directly to Hashem. It's it's not because we at any level could begin to understand Hashem or praise Hashem. We're totally, we're like an amoebas, 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 neutrons, protons, whatever, talking to uh, 
the whole galaxy above so far. It, 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 it's a joke. It's a joke. You know, when I was when I was a bacher in the mirror, once in a while I'd go to the roof of the mirror yeshiva, um, and I would look at Yerushalayim. It's actually the, the mirror yeshiva had it was like at a high point, and I could have been in yeshiva all day. Like I, there was a point in my life I don't think I saw the world come out. I saw a Gemara all day, you know. Um, and I would walk up to the roof once in a while at night, and I would see the cars, and I was thinking about and I would look up at the sky. It had a very clear sky usually, Yerushalayim for whatever reason. And I look at the cars, look at the sky, and just like think of my, you know, where I am in this world, like, you know, be a little philosophical. You know, put things, put things in, per, in, 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 in perspective. Like, and I said, there's a big world out there. You know, here I think I'm learning Gemara all day, doing like, there's a big world out there, right? When you think us and Hashem, you know, you look at the sky, you look around, we're, we don't even have a beginning of any comprehension, you know, to, to speak directly to Hashem. It's because it goes back to what we said before. We think Hashem can't roll in the dust and feel our pain. His greatness is that even though Hashem is omnipotent in in uh, and because Hashem is all, He can even be. We can talk to Hashem. It means. Part of Hashem's greatness is in front of when I, I'm davening Shmona Esrei, I'm literally talking to Hashem, literally having a conversation with Hashem at this moment in Chicago. And somebody could be literally davening to Hashem in, in, in San Jose. A little davening to Shalim in New York and in Baltimore and in Texas and in, and, in, and in St. Louis. And it doesn't make a difference. Hashem is there. That's not because of us. That's the greatness of Hashem. Vumash, point him a love and the reason we can speak to Hashem directly is not, it doesn't take away from his greatness and, and, and omnipotence. It's because Hashem is omnipotent that someone in Yushalayim could be davening and I'm davening and Hashem is in front of both of us. The halacha is you can't walk in front of somebody who's davening because the divine presence is there. That is the greatness of Hashem. It doesn't take away from the greatness of Hashem. And it doesn't until we get comfortable with this idea. The more a person is cognizant and aware of what this means, and we're davening Shemona Esrei, we're in front of Hashem, we're talking, we should have more fear. It should be a signal to us the, how much greater Hashem is. How much greater Hashem is. There's nothing bigger than Hashem. And, and by the way, in the Divine Presence, there's nothing as well that's too small for Hashem. Do you know what it means that every second Hashem, there's billions of, of people with trillions of thoughts and emotions, and Hashem is connected to all that. That's the greatness of Hashem. And therefore, when we're davening, me, small me, in my little corner in the shul, you know, after I had my coffee for breakfast to make my head cook going, because I can't even think straight until I have my coffee. That's what I'm telling myself, by the way. Uh, you know, I can talk to Hashem. Yes! Not because of me. I ain't so great. It's a godless of Hashem, and it's literally a conversation. That's, that's the greatness of it. 
Well, not the of Hashem, of the matzav. The, the Hashem, the boundlessness of Hashem. Um, and, and the Talmud says in Masechus Brachas, Tafi Beis, and Pasch in the Shulchan Aruch Shemespalo, when you be burned, when we're Korea, we burned by Baruch. We say Baruch, we bend, and we get up in the name of Hashem. Ata, and Hashem we get up. So Baruch, you bend, Ata, you stay down, and Hashem, Baruch Ata, you get up, you get up, Hashem, you get up. Um, my timer, why is it Steve Hashem Zoikev Kafufim? Where we say every morning that doing brachas, Hashem straightens the bent. Hashem Zoikev Kafufim. He straightens the bent. Right? So we get up by, the like Talmud says, we get up by the name of Hashem. Says our Pinkus Lechor Tzmuahadavar. This is flabbergasting. The Adarabah, on the contrary, when we hear our name of Hashem, we should collapse. You know, the, the Goyim, they hear Hashem. Oh, that's the right, you know, right, right thing. In, in, in the space of Mish, we went down. You hear Hashem's name. Um, you should bow like the devil, like, like in the space of Mish. Kosh Shai Koyish, Bemikdash, Kohanim, Am Oimdin Bazara, when they were Zara, and they were in her the shame of the forest. That's the name we don't say today, the ineffable name, from the Kohen Gadol. Hayakoyim, Mishtachim, we say this on Um Kippur. Hayakoyim, I'm not kidding, I'm not that's what we bow on Yom Kippur. It is exactly those words. The Ukanim Espalo, when we say Hashem's name, that's when you should bow. Not get up. We Hashem Zaykev Kavum Hashem pokes up the, the downtrodden, the bent. Aval Be'emes, the truth is, she came a voice or a God of It's really, it's, it's how this, this foundation just pointed out. Shinia Kshoimer Baruch. When we say Baruch, blessed. When we say blessed Baruch, and by the way, just just to clarify, we, I think I mentioned before, Baruch, we don't bless God. There's some, I, you know, many people tell make this mistake I heard over the years. Baruch, we make a blessing, you blessing God. What are you crazy? You think God needs our blessing? <laughs> you think God needs our blessing? I bless God. I'm saying God is all powerful. Doesn't mean little my, my brachas. Brachas for us. Baruch means bar berach. It's the source. It's the source of blessing. It's a, like the river, like a berach, berach, like a, a river source. We, when we make a bracha, we're recognizing the source of everything. Right? Hashem is the source. You make a bracha on a fruit, on a, on a drink, on, on bread. Baruch is a recognition that Hashem is a source of blessing. And therefore, we're blessing ourselves. We're being cousin to the truth. She says, Allah We say baruch. It, it illustrates that Hashem gives to the world. Hashem is the source of all blessing. Source of all bracha. Hashem is We only think about Hashem interacts with the Gansavel, with the world. understand the truth. There's nothing in this world but Hashem. Everything comes from Hashem. And therefore, it's a kriya v'yishtachava. When we actually say baruch, that's the moment. When we say baruch, we're bowing at that moment because we realize Hashem is the source of everything. A blessing. Again, when you say shahaka, Hashem is the source, but we know it's that time of, of kriya, of bowing. But the reason we bow there, when you say Hashem, when you say Hashem and you get up, you pick your head up by Hashem, as a bonus, amuka, yoyser, shumoira, and we're thinking of the greatness of Hashem, but it's also a a a. But Magush Pashis called Echbat Lagam Lelishum Tfisa Metzias 
the Baradav Hashem is Baruch, and it's, when we realize Hashem, we have no ability. Hashem is so great. And yet Hashem up, uplifts the bent. This Hashem, which is the source of all bracha, every second, all the billions of people in the world, the, the, all the, the trillions of animals and thoughts and the stratosphere and the atmosphere and all the reactions, all the lectures and the protests, Hashem is this Zaykir, this Nebuchal, this person who needs something. Hashem up, up, uh, upholds him. He gives them sustenance. He takes us that we could stand in front of Hashem and daven and sing. That is That's the, the true indication of Hashem's greatness. That laser constant could be in lost goddess and daven to Hashem. And Hashem hearing him. Hashem was, the, the greatness of Hashem was involved the trillions of Google, Google times Google amount of things going on in the world. Is with laser constant. That's the guidance of Hashem. Moshal Hadiyat. There's a Moshal, a parable, which is brought down the Medrash, of Shlomo HaMelech, who sees an ant in a mola. Harima, Shlomo picks up his little ant, and puts it on his hand, and starts to talk to the ant. When he called them, Rago, Moses, we see in the mola, we don't care about it. We have no connection to anyone. When you're a little kid, you kill them. That's what I did as a little kid. Right? Like a five-year-old, six year old I go and chase the ants. Florida had lots of ants. Right? Um, and then when you're old, you ignore them. You walk by the ants. You don't care. If it's a red ant, you don't put your hand next to it. You're not going to go logically. Mostly, if you don't, if you're nobody, you'll kill them. So if you're in the kitchen, you kill the ants. You don't answer your kitchen. Um, we're so, we don't care we don't care about ants we're so much bigger than ants and ants are irrelevant to us to talk to an ant you care less about an ant we don't care because there's no shaykhs uh, you know, Shemachmas, if you see a person talking to an ant, by the way, you think they're a nutcase. They're a fruitcake. They, anyone talking to an ant today? Some things are, you know, there's something, there's a reason. Shemachmas, there's no connection. There's no reason to talk to them. Even so much, we talked to him, he cared, Shlomo was, was wise son then. The Hermama was even able to communicate some of them. When he wanted to communicate, he, he, he someone cared about it. The Hermama's copy Malisbar Shemasha called Bato. When we say Baruch, we realize everything's nothing to Hashem. Um, that's the reality. Hashem created everything. Hashem creates everything. There's nothing in, in existence but for what Hashem wills. And we all bow by Baruch when we say Baruch. You are the source of everything. But when you remember Maskir Hashem, when you say the name of Hashem, Hagalovanor, which is with the name of Hashem, which is great and awesome, um, the person contemplates, by the way, the beginning of all growth in Yiddishkeit is contemplating not to be a, a, a dummy, think about it. We think of the greatness of Hashem. See, Adraba, Hashem is Ekev Kafufim. It gives us the ability to talk and to be in front of Hashem and to feel is the greatest 
to build up a self-esteem. Tefillah, Hashem says, you, you're, I'm with you, I'm right in front of you, and I'm listening, you can change yourself, you can change the world. That's the greatest uh, indication of Hashem is all-powerful. Just like Hashem feels our pain, Hashem goes and connects to each one of us. Rabbi uh, you know, the, 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 the reality, this is true every single day of our lives. Every time you, you know, you dive in, certainly, uh, if you're fortunate enough to have a minion, as we talked in the pregame, the pre-share, about the importance of minion, whatever time of day they may be davening, when we go to any minion, we have the opportunity to dive into Hashem, and we daven alone also, it's, it's, a, it's a more of a challenge um, if, if you don't have a minion. But every opportunity, every day of our lives, we have the, the, the greatest gift to be able to daven to Hashem. And the reason we have that gift is Hashem is the gift of Hashem. Allow in his greatness, in his omnipotence, in his ain safe, in his nitzchis, he allows himself to talk to, to every person. Not that we have, we have no shaykhs, we have no connection, we're nothing of nothing. But Hashem, literally, when we dive and we're talking directly to Hashem. And likewise, right now, Hashem in his greatness is in pain. And we have the ability to talk to Hashem every single day. These days, what we're doing is can, that much more important. And don't think, as I started, that those hostages were not freed. Every single one was because of millions of Jews davening, crying for them. Crying for those people. That's why they're freed. And the reason Gaza was destroyed, the Hamas, not Gaza, Hamas was destroyed in the north of Gaza, was because of Tfilahs. In one second, Joe Biden could change his mind. Don't think he can't. He doesn't even remember his name half the time. I don't know half the time. Right? People can influence all kinds of people. The world, I mean, we can have the United Nations gang on up. You know, in the beginning, Russia was going, they kind of pulled out Baruch Hashem. Our tefillahs are making the difference. Of course, I'm not saying that, I would, that, that, that the soldiers and those are families, a hundred percent. But the siyat of the Shemaya, everything about us are davening. And I just want to just say, when you realize the greatness of Hashem, you know, the greatness of, it allows us to appreciate the greatness of the opportunity of tefillah. And that really, what, what he was, what Pincus has been bringing out the past weeks, Hashem feels our pain. And that, therefore, if we daven, he wants, he wants that pain to go away. And if we understand that in the greatness of Hashem, we talk to Hashem, it's a different davening, it's a different reality. And we need to know, as I just said, we're in an ace tzara. This is an ace tzara, and it has not went away. Don't think for one second. If Hamas stays in power, it will endanger Jews around the world. Nothing less. Right? We, our tefillahs need to be strengthened. Obviously, our, the ultimate tefillah for you and I, for all the Jewish people, is that the tefillah is not that Hamas disappears, but that Baruch Hu's Truly, presence comes back into this world. We have a true gula. On the contrary, this is the opportunity to daven for the gula shleima for a truly rebuilt Jerusalem. Not in Jerusalem, where they're letting terrorists go literally in East Jerusalem this week. Terrorists onto the streets of East Jerusalem. Not in East Jerusalem, which uh, Jerusalem that has a mosque on top of the harbais, but Jerusalem with a base of Migdash, with a true Ashwas Ashkena. That's what we should always do. That will truly take away Hashem's pain. And that will truly allow you and I to have a much, even more closer relationship with Kaddish Baruch That's really the goal of our lives and the goal of this world. 
We should see Mr. Terrence Nelly on the hatch.